0: This is the old trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the old trailblazer, riding out on the Old Dan again at this time, blazing the path to the of Center. We're we here every, every day now, bringing you these studies on the soon coming of the Antichrist. And uh, we're moving on down the road a little bit. Let's get back in our study today. Before we do that, let me give you my mailing address. I forget to do that at the close of the service, oftentimes. It's radio missions. Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And we have some new listeners up there in Alaska. Maybe you're hearing a message. I'd like to hear from you. Right, Drop me a card or a letter, let me tell you. I always love to hear from you. In our last study, we saw that uh, we are producing a Christless generation of church members. Oh, my friend, what a tragedy. What a tragedy. Our folks are being duped into joining the church and making a profession of faith, shaking the preacher's hand. This is the spirit of Antichrist. And this is a denial in practice of the virgin birth of Christ. We'll have more to say about that a little later. Now let's look again at our text that we were reading in 1 John 4, 3. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist. When an individual confesses that Jesus Christ is not come in the flesh, that he is virgin born, he also denies the substitutionary death of Christ. If Christ were not virgin born, we have no substitute. And when we speak of the Lord Jesus as only Jesus or sweet Jesus, you have no substitute for sinner. So this text teaches not only that, this, that he was virgin born, but that he was the Son of God, tabernacled in the flesh, the second person of the triune God. And that means that he is a sinner's substitute. Every one who confesses that the Lord Jesus Christ as his substitute, as one who died in his place, does it by the Holy Spirit. Then, on the other hand, Everyone that does not confess that Jesus Christ is coming to flesh, that is, confess him as substitute, is not of God, but is dominated by the spirit of the Antichrist. The one thing that Satan will turn earth, sea, and sky upside down and inside out is to keep an individual from believing and coming to the Lord Jesus as our substitute. As your substitute or mine, the doctrine of the substitutionary death of Christ on the cross is minimized. Do you hear it talked about in your church, my friend? Do you? Do, do you? Let me ask you. Let's listen, listen. No, it's explained away, scoffed at, denied. Everywhere you turn today, man by nature, man by nature hates hates the born again believer. He does, and never calls Him Jesus. A born-again believer never calls Christ Jesus. You won't hear it. You won't answer You won't end this prayer in Jesus' name. No, it's the Lord Jesus. It's always Lord, blessed Lord, or the Lord Jesus. Not one time in the Scriptures do the demons ever call Him Lord. They always refer to Him as Jesus of Nazareth, or the Holy One. On the other hand, His friends always called him Lord. Now, where do you stand, I asked you this morning? Where do you stand? Listen now, listen. He's a very, does he indeed occupy the throne of your heart? Does he actually rule over your life? Have you ever looked up into the face of the Lord and called him Lord? Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you. How often? Well, let me just stop and ask you. Do you pray you do you ever pray? do you ever pray, my friend? You know when I was coming up we I lived in a on un, un, unreligious non-religious home. I never heard anybody pray till I was grown. never did no, no i i I can't help it, but that's the way it was. We prayed a little prayer my now lay me down to sleep, pray the Lord, my soul to keep God bless mama and Dad and the billy goat. That's what we did, my friend. That's what we did. Have you ever looked up into the face of the Lord and called him Lord? My friend, do you see how our whole religious life has been influenced by the Antichrist spirit? You can only call him Lord by the Holy Spirit. Let me say this frankly to you. Listen now. No sinner ever gets saved until he first comes to recognize and to know and to acknowledge in his heart that Christ is the Lord. When the Philippian jailer Asked the question, sirs, what must I do to be saved? He was honest. He wanted to know. He had heard Paul and others praying and singing gracious old songs back there in, in the jail. And he was in his little apartment back there in the back. And he heard them. Paul and Silas said unto him, believe, listen now, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. The Lordship of Christ comes first. Now get this. Hold your seat. Old trailblazer used to say, Oh, you see, we're going to jump a creek. Every convicted sinner learns the lordship of Christ before he knows him as Savior. Has the Holy Spirit ever opened your eyes to let you see what a lifelong rebel you've been and you've been disagreeing? uh, Listen now, to see what a lifelong rebel you've been and how you have disgraced God's honor. Have you you been made to marvel, O Lord, Lord, I marvel all the time. Have you been made to marvel that he's not long since cast you into hell? Listen now, listen. Let me say that again. Have you ever been made to marvel that he has not long since cast you into hell? Every individual who ever gets saved sees that he ought to be sent to hell. I know you won't agree with that, but listen. Have you ever been made to bow at the feet of Christ and acknowledge him as Lord, his lordship? And look up into his face, saying, Lord. If not, I would hate to go out into eternity on your testimony. When once God had pardoned you, forgiven you, saved you, listen, you can never call him Jesus. It's always Lord Jesus. I know, my friend, maybe this is not important to you, but it is important to me. Just like my friends here at at the church, they don't call me Albert they call me pastor they call me pastor in in, in 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 taking their place they know that i'm the pastor and they call me pastor my children call me pastor that's right my man it's always lord and lord this and lord that my lord jesus christ before i before whom i bow and in whom i move and have my being brother brother do you see the difference between the spirit of god and the spirit of the Antichrist that is abroad in the land today. Oh, it's abroad, my friend. As we close this message this morning, this this portion, while the choir is singing, I wish I had my choir song right now. I wish you could hear them. They sing that there's a fountain filled with blood drawn from a manual vein. I wish every awakened sinner would look up and say, Lord, Lord, I come, Lord, break me at thy feet. Break me at thy feet, wash me, and I shall be clean. Yes, he is the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, is he your Lord? Is he your Lord? If he's not, then you're not saved, my friend. I can tell you that without fear of contradiction. If you if you can't say you know the Lord, you're not saved. You just got a, a decision for Jesus. Don't mount a hill of beans. Now, we're going to move on to our next study, the doctrine of the Antichrist. We had not gotten a whole lot of time, but we'll get started on it the doctrine of the Antichrist. This is very interesting, my friend. In our study of the Antichrist as set forth in the Bible, we want, to con- we want to discuss at this time the subject, the doctrine of the Antichrist. Let's look at it. We have given you a study on the spirit of the Antichrist, showing you from God's word that the spirit of the Antichrist is abroad in the land today and is manifested according to God's word in denying that Jesus Christ is come from the flesh. This is, this is manifested in the denial and minimizing of the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ, the virgin-born birth of Christ. This is the substitutionary death of Christ and the lordship of Christ. In opening our study at this time, we're going to take time out today. Look at the doctrine of the Antichrist. Let me ask you a question before we get started. I want to ask you, to first of all, to pray for me. I don't believe that I've ever approached a message feeling so insignificant and so little and so helpless. My friend, the Lord has to give you grace to even tackle a series of studies like this because Satan sits on my shoulder in this little studio and telling me to slow down, preacher. You know you're going to make good givers mad when you say things, but that's right. That's right. I wish you would pray with me that the Lord would break through and let us see and behold how awful the hour in which we live and how near we are to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ back to earth again. Do you look forward to that, my friend? Are you looking forward to the Lord? Oh, I've spoken to many old saints across the nation, the older people maybe, especially up in the late, late 80s and 90s, and they say, Trailblazer, I'm just content to wait on the Lord looking for the Lord to come and take me home. Now, here's a question I want to ask you. Why have such great old Bible doctrines as the sovereignty of God and the total depravity of man, the person and work of Christ, blood redemption, salvation by grace, the person and work of the Holy Spirit, and the imminent return of the Lord to earth have been so ignored and so relegated to the scrap heap? Oh, my friend, why are these great old doctrines Fundamental doctrines of God laughed at and scoffed at and ridiculed. So many religious quarters today. I, I I I tell my folks here, my local folks in my congregation. I I advise them. I recommend that they listen to some of the world's uh, these new newfangled preachers that 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 preach on the radio and on the television. I I tell them. I tell them. Most of all, they raise money and those things. I want you to see as well as I do. I think it is a good thing for you to listen to them, my friend. Don't be critical. Don't, don't call them and cuss at them and none of those things. Don't do that. No, sir. Then on the other hand, why are those who champion uh, and, and proclaim and identify themselves with these great old doctrines called crazy? Why, are, why am I called crazy? Why am I called a crackpot? and then we are outlawed by the religious world of today. Now, there's an underlying cause for this. Let me look at it. <clears throat> there's an undercurrent movement on the part of Satan, listen now, who is being given the power of, by the Lord God of heaven to slowly prepare the world religiously, religiously for the acceptance of the Antichrist. I have never witnessed such antagonistic and rebellion against the Word of God as we have today religiously and I've never witnessed such a time of spiritual darkness in which we live now my friend if you got any sense at all religious sense at all you can look and listen to one of those guys listen to one of those preachers and today I'm not going to get into it but they got a lot of women preachers today and that's a that's a complete misnomer my friend no such a thing and a woman asked me one day why she's not allowed to preach. I said, well, the Bible says God's man has to be the husband of one wife. And you got to be the husband of one wife. And you can't be that now. But with the homosexual movement on the land today like it is and the transgender movement like it is, maybe they can be the husband of one wife. But that sure doesn't qualify them to preach. First of all, you've got to know the Lord. you got to have something to preach. You can't preach something you don't know. No, sir, you can't, my friend. And, and folks walk up to you and say, do you know do you know the Lord? Can you answer him? Can you answer him? I can. Christ died for sinners. Luke nineteen ten says, Christ came to seek and to save that which was lost. That's what he did for me. I was a lost sinner. Poor old lost sinner, staggering around, uh, drunk on ignorance, I guess you could call it. But I wish you would. Tune in tomorrow at the same time. I'll be back. And remember my mailing address, RadioMissions.org. dot I'm sorry, that's our website. Radio Missions Post Office Box, 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And we'll be here for the next few days bringing you these studies. We have a few, some more left. And I would that you'd pray for me. Call me. My my phone number, there code 225 664 8658. And until next time, may God's richest blessings rest upon you. Goodbye.